back to Green Rush Live, our special live edition on this Friday afternoon in the Heinz Auditorium in Boston, Massachusetts. I'm Jimmy Young, the founder of Pro Cannabis Media, and today we're going to talk with Jack Roosevelt. Jack is with the Lucida Club, and yes, I am curious. I'm a curious kind of guy. So, Jack, first of all, nice to meet you, and what is the Lucida Club? So Lucida Club is an e-commerce platform geared towards the canna curious. So these are people that are curious about cannabis, what role it can play in their lives. And for the most part, most a lot of people are still nervous about walking into a dispensary. And so we do all of the heavy lifting for them. We're here for the education part. We also tie into our retail partners, POS and inventory systems. And we curate based on the experience that our members and consumers actually want. So it, is this a... Um, a software platform? Explain to me how this all works. So we're a tech platform and a content platform. So our retail partners, right now we launched with Cape Cod Cannabis and Wellfleet. And we're Derek D'Ambrosio. Derek D'Ambrosio, exactly. Big shout out. Love him. Love the team down there. They are doing some amazing stuff. We also are going to be announcing uh, literally any second now our, uh, that we just signed up with Green Meadow Farms. And so there, and we're going to be working with about 10, maybe 12 retail partners across the state. They do the actual fulfillment for us on the side for anything to do with THC. Then we have some affiliate partners, Element Apothic and Casco Bay, Hemp, and those we actually will be selling on our, on our platform directly to our consumers, to our members. Right, because we know e-commerce is not very friendly to the cannabis industry at all. Nope. Am I accurate? Am I accurate? Oh, 100%. Not, a, not at all friendly whatsoever. Can you give me some of your horror stories? I'll share you because right now we're going through this and it's such a pain in the ass. <laughs> well, we ended up actually having to build our platform completely from scratch. And that's because it was so difficult to try and build something simply in the very beginning using any of the other normal e-commerce platforms that are out there. Amazon won't touch anything. Uh, Shopify wouldn't set anything up. So we actually just took the step back. And from the very beginning, we built everything ourselves purely from scratch. So our platform, we built all the technology ourselves. And we tie in, like I said, directly to our retail partners point of sale system. Besides the banking, which we all know is still the number one issue for all cannabis related products. <sighs> Don't get me started about the government. Uh, you know, besides that, what's your biggest challenge getting into the market? Is it getting known? There's still a lot of regulations around marketing and how we can talk to consumers. Um, and so, yeah, marketing is definitely one of them. There's some, you know, the Facebook still won't let you do paid digital on there. And so those are some issues. But quite frankly, that, you know, that, that just takes some ingenuity and some thinking. And that's what startups are all about. So it's about trying to figure out how to solve those fun problems. Adapt and improvise. My philosophy is that fair? Exactly. Adapt and improvise. There you go. But it would be a lot easier if you could actually have a comparable business model that you could actually copy and feel much more secure about going to the market. But that's not the cannabis industry, is it, Jack? No, with the cannabis industry, we're inventing everything from scratch. Uh, you know, it, it, the retailers, the grow operations, those of us that are on the e commerce and on the technology side. Um, we definitely are trying to create something, but that's really where Lucida comes in is because the, everything to do with the cannabis market is being created from the beginning because it was illegal for so long 
that even from the consumer standpoint, there is such a small basis of knowledge for anybody to think about what products are they going to enjoy and how are they going to enjoy this. And there's still so much stigma attached to the industry that there just shouldn't be. And so that's really where we step in is we're trying to drive this to the mainstream and really trying to actually change the conversation so the consumers can come in and go, really, this can be a part of my life. Now it's just a question about how. You used the term can of curious. That actually is the exact same audience we're looking for, the can of curious, okay? Define, what is your definition of the can of curious and can you, can you describe the demographic, male, female, age, type? What, what is your definition of the can of curious? So what's really interesting is how, that has, how my definition for can of curious has actually changed over the last few weeks since we launched because before our launch, when we went live, I would have said that the can of curious are people that are very reluctant to walk into a dispensary. They may have tried walking into a dispensary in the past, or maybe they'll be having a friend make a purchase for them. But for the most part, they're not walking into those dispensaries. What's been really interesting actually is that a number of experienced, what I would have prior to launching considered experienced consumers are coming to our platform saying, I'm still curious. I'm still in search of the right experience. I think I've been doing this, but maybe and the 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 response from everybody across the board, whether it's somebody that has never walked into a dispenser in their life, they may never have actually even tried cannabis before. My business partner, she had smoked once in college and has never had never tried it since then. She was really nervous because of her bad experience way back when to actually try it again now. And then you've got somebody like me. I smoked a ton in high school and college. And but yeah, it had been probably 20 years since I'd consumed. And then you've got people that are still very, very nervous. We've got a lot more on the kind of concern side being women. I, I like to equate the male female side of this to, you know, when you get lost and you're driving in the car, guys will never, ever stop and ask for questions. They will always try and BS their way through this. And so up until recently, most of the men were kind of not really willing to admit that they didn't know what they were doing or they had questions. And so they've been trying to fluff it. The women tended to be, yep, I'm curious. I have no question. I'm really nervous about walking into a dispensary and I'm nervous from a stigma standpoint. I don't want somebody to see me walk in there. So the women were definitely sticking their hands up a little bit more early on when we were doing our market testing. The men, uh, it's really working out to be about 50-50 male-female demographic. Uh, from the can of curious side, because once you actually get the guys on their own, they're going, oh, yeah, I have no idea what I'm talking about. But if you ask them those questions when there's people around, they're going, oh, yeah, I know exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I'm 6'8", I'm 300 pounds. I walked into a dispensary for the first time uh, two and a half years ago. Thought I knew what I was doing. It took literally a matter of seconds for me to feel very, very awkward and intimidated and really feel like I didn't belong. And so that was the, it was my experience and my co-founder's experience and, and questions that really started us on the path of launching Lucida Club. The 50 plus demographic is the fastest growing demographic in this industry. And that, it, to me, there's your can of curiosity uh, factor for sure. And, and I like the fact that it's 50-50 male, female. And by the way, do you argue with ways? Because I argue with ways because I know where I'm going. <laughs> so, yeah, I argue with ways all the time, but uh, I don't do that when other people are in the car. 
Um, but yeah, I, I, I would definitely say that the 50 plus community is the fastest growing. What's also really interesting from our market research is that uh, while the 50 plus is the fastest growing community at the moment, there is probably as much questions and curiosity from a cannabis standpoint in the 35 to 50 range as well. That may not be the fastest growing, but that's also where a lot of the feeling of intimidation is. And there are a lot of people that are still stuck with the stigma and they don't necessarily want their colleagues and everybody else to be seeing this. And so they're not actually acting on that. Our market research shows that, yes, the 50 plus, the 65 and older, the boomer generation, they're extremely interested and they're active about their curiosity. But what's really interesting is that kind of 35 to 50 range is actually where there's a ton of curiosity and people just not willing to act on it unless you're willing to hold their hands in a much deep, much stronger way and also allow them to do this in a much more anonymous or private way. Um, you mentioned education because that's really what it comes down to. And it's so funny. I, I interviewed Beth Waterfall from Elevate Northeast probably three years ago. <laughs> I've been doing this a while now, right? Yep. So, and, and she used this term, there are no experts in cannabis. Don't let anybody tell you that there are experts in cannabis because we're just now starting to research it. I just ran into Marion McNabb, Dr. Marion McNabb, one of the premier researchers in the area. And she too admits it. This is why she's doing her business is to learn more and more about this plant because it seems like every day there's another cannabinoid yep. that they discover from this flower. And it, it, it's so amazing to me because God put this plant on the earth for a reason. Yep. It was used medicinally for thousands of yeah. years. And then the American white man screwed it up. It okay. Yes, let's see. Let's see. I got it. Carnegie, right? DuPont, Hearst, and that guy, Harry Anslinger, who they brought in, right? guys that screwed it up for everybody else and they just wanted to protect their own assets That's right. and and you know what as a capitalist yep. you understand that right percent i completely understand that but not at the point of a uh, at the cost of an entire race of people and 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 allowing the the white man who was controlling our politics and our business at the during the crash of the uh stock market in that time period to stay in power I mean, this, I'm a history guy, so I, I, I look at this and I, and I try to explain this to people, and they're like, we had no idea. Nobody tells the stories, which is why Tess Woods wanted us to get together, because after all, we love to tell the stories. Yep. What's the, we talked about the banking. Um, what are you guys going to do for education? Is there going to be like an online course or anything like that? So it's not going to be a course per se, but yeah, a big part of what we're going to be rolling out over the next few months, and we've been rolling it out over the last couple of months, we're going to continue to do this ongoing, is really the content side. The education piece is key. It's got to be small. It's got to be easy for consumers to read. It's got to be enjoyable for them. It's got to be presented to them in a way that's actually accessible. Because don't forget, most people that are coming into the market for the first time, they have no idea what cannabinoids are. They have no idea what terpenes are. And quite frankly, they don't care. They really don't. They don't. Their first question is, how is this going to make me feel? How do, how do I dose this? How, how, how do I, how, how do I, we were talking to somebody the other day. He's like, how do I store it? We've got to get to the point where we can start talking about terpenes to the brand new consumer and talk about cannabinoids to them. 
they don't know any of that. They don't care. And it's really about providing content and meeting the new consumer where they are. It's all about going out and finding them and meeting them where they are and answering the questions that they have, not trying to figure out the questions and the content that we should be providing because we're all a lot more experienced than they are. And our questions are fundamentally different than your, than your can of curious. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you talk about um, uh, the, uh, the education and how we're learning. And, you know, you mentioned the cannabinoids. People don't even know that every mammal has an endocannabinoid system. And they're going, what the hell is an endocannabinoid system? It's in every mammal. Most people still think that CBD is going to get you high. So the idea of talking to somebody about their endocannabinoid system goes, you just watch their eyes glaze over. So if we're trying to talk to somebody who's brand new to the market and walking in the door and we start talking about terpenes and different levels of THC, I remember my first day walking into that dispensary and I'm sitting there and I said, I just want an eighth of flour, something to help me go to sleep and unwind at the end of the day. And I was told anything from this side of the menu, anything from the left side of the menu. And I'm looking at these names, these strains, and I'm sitting there going, what is the difference between purple tangerine, OG Kush, sour diesel number three? I'm like, that means nothing to me. I have no idea what any of that means. I don't know what the difference between sativa and indica are. All I want to know is how is this going to make me feel? Why are there 12 different strains here? Each one has a different percentage of THC. There's terpenes on there. There's, And I'm sitting, I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. It's almost, a, it is overwhelming, right? It totally is an overwhelming experience. I remember going through Don't get me wrong. I walked in there thinking I was going to get some flour. I walked out with a tincture, not because I was upsold to a better product, but because it was the least worst option that I could figure out. I was really concerned about dosing. The last thing I wanted to have happen was go home, smoke a bowl, and end up in the corner without being able to feel my face. And that, I was really scared that that was a possibility. Has that ever happened to you anytime in your younger world? Well, you know, we don't necessarily have to talk about what may or may not have happened when I was 18. We don't need to go there. I, and, and quite frankly, that was a long time ago. And a galaxy far, far away. A galaxy far, far away. Exactly. And, and, and so, you know, we, we don't need to go into the, the ifs, ands, or buts about what could have happened in the past. Yeah. What's the most surprising thing that you've learned about the cannabis plant? The most surprising. Now, you've already you've already mentioned sativa indica. We'll get into that in a second. But what is the most surprising thing that you've learned about this product since you've now, you know, figured it out? Okay. Well, first of all, I will not say that I figured it out by any stretch of the imagination. Okay. I have not figured it out at all. Um, I will say that the biggest aha moment I've had that's not around the potential medical benefits that cannabis brings to the table. That's just more on the sort of social or just on my daily consumption is I'm, I'm a consumer that doesn't always like to feel high. I don't like the, to feel really stoned. I've always been in search of a way to feel the positive benefits, especially at the end of the day. Can I take something? Can I have such a small dose where I can feel the relaxation, feel relaxed, feel like I'm unwinding but not feel stoned. And that moment of feeling that that's kind of like, yeah, it, it, you know, when you're, when you get to the point and you've had one too many glasses of wine and you're like, Oh God, it's Tuesday. That's not really where I want to be. I don't necessarily always want to feel stoned. And so understanding and sitting there talking to my, uh, my head, my head curator, Bob Langless, and it was Bob that really helped me find the experience that I've been looking for that I couldn't find 
And that's why I wasn't consuming on a more regular basis up until recently, because every time I try and consume, I'd end up feeling stoned and feeling more stoned than I wanted to be. And that was really important for me. And I think that's also one of the things we have to understand about the cannabis industry and where we're going is we're going in a place of much more smaller dosages and not everybody wants to just get totally baked. And that's really where from a mass market, from the mainstream consumer side of things, that's really, I think, where the cannabis industry is going. You look at the cannabis infused seltzers or the THC infused seltzers and drinks. We're not talking about we're, we're talking about two and a half milligrams per can. And so in a lot of cases, and that's, I think, where a lot of the mainstream want to be. And it's something where you can have the benefits without the potential downside, depending on how you look at it. I don't mind on a Friday or a Saturday or occasionally when I'm with my friends, I'll have one too many beers and I'll have a little bit too much of a longer hit and smoke a little bit more and I'll get stoned or I'll get drunk, whatever it is. But I don't necessarily want that all the time. And understanding that that was achievable was a really big step for me. And that was probably one of the biggest aha moments I've had from a consumption side in the last year or two. And I think everybody has to go through that. This is really... Um, uh, what do they call it? Uh, self-medicating, self-medicating, and humans become the guinea pigs, uh, and everybody's different. You know, and, and this is what I mean about the sativa indica thing. A lot of people, when it first, when we first had my medical card in 2013, oh, sativa is the focus one, and indica is the, um, you know, relaxed and lazy one, and you know, and I, I said, okay, I'll take a hybrid in the middle somewhere because you know I'm somewhat knowledgeable about the product at that time. But it is it is that newcomer, and the, also it's a new, it's a whole new world. But it is um, what you have to understand that it isn't. Don't base your buying decision on how much THC is in the cannabis plant. A lot of people do that. A lot of people do that, not knowing about what the terpenes. Yeah, yeah. You know, a big chunk of the mar. In fact, actually, as an example, one of my favorite flowers to buy recently, which I can't get a hold of anymore was Seattle Soda, and it had a really low THC. It was 8.5%, I think. And I it was I loved it. It was such a great high. It was such a great flower to smoke. And look, the market isn't necessarily looking for that. People want really, really high THC levels. They think that's what's going to do it for them. Uh, but going back to something you said, which was about the self-medicating, I, I, I would probably not use that because from my standpoint, everybody's experience is going to be slightly different. And so one of the things that we have to look at when we're talking to new consumers, to the can of curious, is what is the experience you're looking for and how can we help you achieve that? Because it's going to be slightly different per person. You and I could have the exact same edible and we could have a fundamentally different experience. You could get hit way harder or I could get hit way harder. And, you know, I could end up on the floor and you could be sitting there going, dude, I'm not feeling anything. Now, the, it, it, I talk to people who take 50 to 100 milligrams a day, and I'm like, I, I was very uncomfortable with a 33 milligram mistake that I made, right? So, and, and that, and we don't, and you don't want people to have bad experiences no, because there is a benefit to this plant once you figure out what is the right strain combination of terpene and, and how the plant is structured. And uh, it is a little overwhelming, isn't it? Oh, it can be very overwhelming. And I, I think about it when we were all growing up and we went on and got drunk on tequila for the first time and you really hated it and you woke up the next day and you probably couldn't t stand the smell of tequila for the next 20, 30 years or whatever it was. Hey, wait, wait, 
everybody has a tequila story and everybody has an edible story. Oh, yeah. Everybody does. And, 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 and the thing is to make sure that we can try and help people to avoid that situation. You know, everybody has a tequila story probably or a vodka story probably mainly because when they were 17 or 18 or 16 or whatever it was or 21, they really didn't know what they were doing. And they went out there and, you know, they drank way too much and nobody was there to guide them. And so if you could actually have somebody who can educate you on the dosing and also on the products that are right for you and really help think about what's right for the consumer. One of the things that's interesting is, is, and this was one of the reasons we really liked partnering with Cape Cod Cannabis at the very beginning as our launch partner is because when I walked in there to do some secret shopping early on and I walked in and I, I was asking some questions, they weren't actually telling me, well, this is how I feel. Their questions were all about my experience and how I felt. And I, I noticed when I walk into certain retailers and the bud tender starts saying, well, you know, this is, this is my experience. It's not about your experience. It's about the consumer's experience. And it's about understanding how to make those recommendations and guide people along based on what they're looking for and their potential experience. And also giving them the tools and the knowledge so that they know that it is a very individual experience and that we can help them as much as possible, but we also need to empower them to be able to understand how to move that forward themselves. Been very frank and open about your experiences with THC and getting high, and I'm pretty open about that too, as anybody who watches this show knows. Um, but let's talk about CBD for a second, because uh, there's a misnomer, and a lot of journalists make this mistake. And I actually admit that I made the mistake once, and I learned from it. Uh, and it was John Dvorak who runs around with a hemp museum somewhere, and he explained to me that CBD is psychoactive. It is not intoxicating, which is the difference there. And if people are coming and they say, I want to work, I want to use that plant, but I don't, you know, I don't want to get high. I don't want to get wasted. I just want to see some of the benefits of it. I just want to try some CBD. Now, CBD is the most recognized second cannabinoid in this plant with THC being the first. There are so many others. CBN is the one that helps you sleep. So, again... Educating people about what's right for you may not be right for the consumer. 100%. Educate yourself is probably the most important thing, right? Oh, ed- education is the most. I, I mean, look, I've been saying this since for, for 20 years. Education is the silver bullet on just about every problem you ever want to solve. And so from the standpoint of the retailers and from the standpoint of us and from the standpoint of the consumer, the better you can educate your team, your staff, the better they're going to be able to service your consumer that works for us. And from the consumer standpoint, the more education you can you can gather and you can have and you can receive, the more empowered you are going to be to make the right decision when you're making a purchase. Yeah, absolutely. All right. It's time for you to give yourself a plug. How do people find out about you? How can they get involved? How can they learn from your background? Uh, come to lucidaclub.com. That's L-U-C-I-D-A club.com. Check it out. We are live. We've been live for a little while. If you are here at NECAN, come and see us. We're at booth 608. And if you have any friends that would be interested, come and track us down. Go to the website. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, fa- uh, LinkedIn as well. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jimmy, for a great, great conversation. But I just want to tell you, you have a Ph.D., in cannabis as far as i'm concerned you understand 
Yeah, I know, but you understand the experience, PhD. I'm not 100% too sure I'm even beyond freshman yet, but you know, we'll get there. We're all in that boat, right? We're all still learning, right? All right, that's Jack Roosevelt from Lucida Club, lucidaclub.com. We're going to continue with more live interviews from the floor of the New England Cannabis Convention at the Heinz Auditorium as Green Rush Live continues after this. Hi, my name is Tai Chang. I'm the president and founder of Aloha Green Apothecary in Hawaii. We're a vertically integrated medical cannabis company with three dispensaries, uh, one extraction lab, and one cultivation center near the North Shore of Oahu. We have over 150 employees now, and we've been working with Adaptive HR to meet our, meet our human resource needs. We're super excited to work with them as we expand, and we've grown uh, at least two, three times over the last two years. So we look forward to a good relationship with Adaptive, and uh, come visit us in Hawaii anytime. Aloha. Weed Talk and In the Weeds are two productions of pro-cannabis media supported by Revolutionary Clinics, one of the top medical cannabis dispensaries in the Massachusetts area. Now with three locations in Greater Boston, two in Cambridge and one on Broadway in Somerville. Rev Clinics has a patient-first mission. They will customize your needs as a medical patient with the proper titration and combination of strains, flavors, and products. Rev Clinics, where the patient comes first. Difference is building a solution for that individual not just a custom, here's a box, here's a video, here's how you make your VMS. We custom design and custom build every situation for exactly what the customer needs. And we keep the cost low. We have multiple tiers, you know, as far as what you're looking at on the cost side of things. If you want a one-time, you know, where you just pay one initial cost, we have that. If you want to maintain your system and have the highest protection and highest capabilities and highest upgrades at all times, we have different plans for you. But we scale it so it's scalable and affordable 100%. Hey, you want to grow your own plants? Check out Style Lighting's Grow Kit. It has everything you need to become an expert home grower and bring the power of the sun indoors. Style Lighting uses TCP's high-powered commercial LEDs that deliver twice the output in the market. The Grow Kit has a grow bag, a timer, chains to hang the light, and of course the best in the business lighting system by TCP. Check out stylelighting.shop for more information. Meet Caduceus Science, the alternative wellness company. You know CBD, but how about CBG, CBN? That's right, Caduceus Science produces a range of full-spectrum products, all lab-tested in small batches to maintain the highest quality of products. CaduceusScience.com
Pro-Cannabis Media Programming is available live and on demand on our Facebook page at Media, on Instagram at Pro-Cannabis Media, on LinkedIn also at Pro-Cannabis Media, on YouTube and YouTube Live on Pro-Cannabis Media, Twitter at Pro-Cannamedia, and on twitch.tv backslash Media. So like, share, and subscribe to all of our content, newsletters, and shows live or on demand. We are Pro Cannabis Media.